Hello. Guess who still doesn't have a mic? <laughs> Maybe me. I am in Paris, though, so I'm not going to complain or bitch much, but uh, I don't have a mic, so I hope the sound is good, and you're probably going to hear all the beautiful Parisian noise coming through my window, and I apologize for that already. Like, Let me just tell you, I have these gorgeous windows that open up with ease, but... Um, I literally hear, I, I live in New York City, so the fact that the, like living here is so much louder, I, I can't even begin to tell you how effing loud it is. Uh, the little motorcycles constantly going by, I had construction above me, literally 8 a.m., I recorded the sound, hold on, you know what, I'm going to play that in my stories one day and be like, this is the noise I was waking up to for almost two weeks, and you guys are going to be shocked. It was the loudest motherfucking thing ever. And anyway, also, if you caught my last episode, I had lost a fingernail. It's grown back. <laughs> oh, my God. It just appeared out of nowhere. I mean, it's kind of shaped funny, but I think it's going to, like, continue growing the weird part off. But, um, yeah, so she's got all 10 nails now. Yay. Um, Okay, I do have a sponsor. Yay. Uh, let's thank Lake and Sky for kindly sponsoring your girl. Uh, Lake and Sky is a brand that I've been working with for a year. They are a cruelty-free brand. They're a different brand because they use a different kind of alcohol as their carrier. It's a sugar cane alcohol. Um, so today's perfume is called Saffron Dusk, and uh, it's right up my alley. It's a perfume you guys know I, I love. It's dark floral, spicy woods, and kind of a cool musky. I'm reading off the website because I, I have to have the notes in front of me. Uh, but it's saffron, pepper, leather, neroli, rose, vetiver, sandalwood, all the things I love. All the things I love. Um, and you can also buy samples. They have a sample kit. Uh, love, love, love this brand. It's female founded, female owned, uh, locally sourced. We, we love it. Well, maybe it's not locally sourced, actually. Don't quote me on that one. But uh, I think that they're very ethical in the way she goes about. I mean, I just love Courtney. Such, she's a very, like, um, elegant woman. Um, you guys should just do your research on the brand. And, I mean, there's a sample kit. Hold on. Let me look. They sell samples. And if you were to do the sample kit, uh, well, the sample kit actually has all my favorites in it. It has Canyon Rose, Echo Lake. 1111, which is like their, I guess their cult favorite, which is like an airy, breezy type of smell. Like, I, I think it's really clean and just fresh. And then Cote du Perdot. Oh my God. Look at me. I'm in Paris and I can't speak any French. But anyways, love the brand. Go check it out. Uh, thank you for sponsoring me. I think it's like the first sponsor like I've had for this. I do always do like my uh, perfumes of the days and everything, but I don't know. Um, I haven't done a podcast in a while, so I might be all over the place. I feel like uh, you guys want me to talk about what's been going on with me. I don't know where to start. There's been so much. Um, I kind of feel like I have to backtrack to my time in New York City before I came here. I do have a dating story to tell, and I think that a lot of people know about it because I jumped on a live and talked about it. I actually have to close these windows. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back, and I think you'll probably hear me better. Um, let's see. Okay, where do I... Oh, not me turning... <laughs> I asked you guys questions, so I was going to um, 
Oh gosh, someone telling me they want a live. I've been doing messy lives since I've been here. And if you caught one, no, you didn't. <laughs> I have embarrassed myself. Oh my God, I cried on a live. Oh my God, I just, I, I think I pushed that out of my mind. And now I just remembered. <laughs> if you caught that, how embarrassing. That was a mess. That was messy. I have never drank so much champagne consecutively in my life. And I'm going to blame it on that. Um, I've got it under control. I'm chilling out and having <laughs> less chaos of a time here, I think. I think the first week was like so much fun, but it was kind of like a blur. Um, I was drunk most of it. <laughs> trying to like the jet lag was horrible I, I didn't think it was gonna go away it was that bad and like I'm finally like normal um my flight is canceled so I don't know when I'm going back I might stay an extra week and just fly back later they booked me on a flight that was 32 hours it was gonna take me all the way to like Calgary Canada and then back to New York City and I'm like that's I, I'm going to be out so much money trying to get home. It's ridiculous. Um, other things about Paris, no air conditioner. So when it's humid, I just sweat. And it, I mean, it's not been that bad. It's not been super hot. There was only like one or two days that I started like really sweating. And it was uh, last week. But norm like mostly it's kind of in its the low 70s, I would say. Uh, but the humidity goes up and down. It does rain a lot here, I would say. Uh, okay, let me look at the questions. Hold on. I mean, I could just tell the story about what's happened before I came. Um, oh, you guys are asking really personal questions. Let's just get to it. Um, do you want to get married and do you want kids? I've been married. Uh, it's overrated. I mean... Good for you guys, whoever can find your soulmate and you can stay happy, but I have dated toxic people and I'm, I, I just, I was married for a while to a drug addict. I don't want to go into too many details. If you know, you know, I mean, like I'm not really dwelling on it anymore. It was a bad situation. And as soon as I finally left him, it, everything turned around for me. Like, um, he was holding me back. And so I think it's a blessing. I did not have kids with him. And, uh, I don't think that, and here's the thing, like, I think it should be normalized, um, for women to not want kids. Um, I do find it a bit mis misogynistic when women ask you like, oh, you don't want kids. Oh, you don't want to be married. Like that's the only joy that would bring me happiness in my life. No, I don't think that that, I don't think my life will, um, be fulfilled with a kid or without it. Now, would it be something I might look back on and be like, oh, maybe I should have had kids? Sure. But I do have a niece. I have a nephew. Um, so I have, you know, I have some little kid in my life, <laughs> but like, I, I find it like hard to talk about because I feel like women, um, who are mothers take it. Um, it's like if I told you that I've never like wanted to be around other, ch I don't want to be around children. I've never felt comfortable around babies or I don't know why I don't feel that way. I can't explain it. So like having a kid has never been like this priority for me. I do think that there will be times I've not felt it yet, but I do think there will be a, a time when I'm like, oh, maybe I should have had kids, but I don't feel like my life will be meaningless if I 
don't have a kid. So, you know, um, which is weird because I don't think that men get asked this question often. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's pointed towards women who are single in their 30s. Uh, like, oh, the time is, you know, whatever. And like, do men get asked this? I don't think so. Um, just let's normalize letting women not have children and then not trying to judge them for it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying that you are judging me, but I, I feel like that question is always coming from a judge, judgmental point of view. I mean, maybe that's insecurity on my part, feeling that I'm reading it wrong, but okay, there we go. That's how I feel. Listen, this question, if you are following me on not so pretty things, you kind of already know why this person asked me this question but she asked me what Parisians smell like and I was like you're setting me up <laughs> here's the thing all right how do I talk about this delicately um because I already offended one person at least um I posted in my stories I was at the Louvre waiting for the Mona Lisa and I was just assaulted with body odor smells and um I'm not saying that in America you don't smell body odor at times, but I don't think you smell it as often as you do here. And I don't mean that rudely, but I'm telling you, like, even on men that I go on dates with, I would say there's a good percentage of them that have body odor. And I'm just like, and I think that it's a normal thing here. Um, I am trying to stop myself, myself from saying it's a stereotype because I don't want to offend people. I do believe some people wear deodorant, but when you start telling me I wash a lot, I wash a lot. And you, you're not telling me you wear deodorant. I, I, I think you're the problem. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Please disregard that. If you find that I have to joke. You guys have to just be humorous with me. There's a lot of stereotypes about Americans we can talk about, but I'm just telling you, I am surprised at how often I smell body odor on other people. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just an observation. And today it hit me in the face like a fucking stick. Okay. Um, another thing, the, the pushy people, I'm just going to go on a rant, rant about the Mona Lisa. Let's just talk about it. Had to see it. You have to see it. It's literally, you have to see it. So I, I appreciate the artwork. I like the way it looks, but it's just this big effing to do. And I was like, if I don't go see it, I'm going to hate myself for the rest of my life because I have to see it. So you go into this room, you're crowded, you're like cattled in, like you're a bunch of pigs. And, um, People don't know personal space at all. Like I, when I tell you I'm five foot tall. So when people don't understand that, like your elbows are at my eye eyesight and um, your body parts that move are coming at my face, back the fuck up. Okay. I know they like a lot of people will just overlook me like I'm a child. And I think that people don't respect children very much and they don't give children personal space or like. I, maybe I'm just on a fucking rampage with my thoughts right now, but I just had people bumping into me, crowding me. I literally told at least three or four people to back the fuck up off me. And you want to know something? They all apologized because they realized they were encroaching my body, like my personal space. Like when I say, um, one girl tried to cut in front of me to get a, she knew where I was going in this line to get right in front of the Mona Lisa. I waited my turn. I stayed patient and she came out of nowhere. She was nowhere near me this whole time. So she completely cut the line. And I looked at her and I go, do you mind stepping back? And she goes, you know what? I'm really sorry. And I was like, yeah, I know you, you have to stand up for yourself. That's all I got to say. <laughs> the Mona Lisa though, 
I was so underwhelmed. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. What was I expecting? Some sort of movement? You can't experience anything in, in the chaos that it is to see that. Now, I don't feel like... <sighs> I, I don't feel like I should have any experience. It's not like my entitlement, but I'm just saying for the much as it's hyped up, you can't have an experience because it's chaos. You have people yelling at you, pushing you. Um, if you sit there and you try to look at it for a minute, you're getting yelled to come on, come on, come on. Like I just, I, I don't even know if I looked at it. I think I took pictures of it and then I don't think I experienced it at all. I felt more walking to see the winged victory and looking up at that I thought that was amazing I just loved it I think it was so beautiful but I also love like marble and stuff like that so um you know I saw it will I see it again I probably won't ever see it again but I really enjoyed looking at all the paintings they're very beautiful um I'm glad I went it was an exhausting day um yeah that was my rant for well this part of the <laughs> whatever Okay, how many dates until you feel it's not a match? I'm going to be honest. I get to three dates usually before, usually maybe two, three dates usually. Here's what I'll do. I'll do drinks on a first date. Always goes well usually, like, because you're usually, like, getting completely, well, for me, I'm getting drunk enough to, like, enjoy myself with somebody. The second date is almost always dinner, and, um... That is where it can go really wrong because uh, I've had so many dates fell on date two. Because <laughs> when you're not like lit enough to like, you kind of, you've already talked about all this stuff and then you really see if you can have like a conversation um, sober. <laughs> and so, um, and there's not, you don't have necessarily all the new stuff, like the regular questions. Like you have to like see if your personalities click and then the third date usually is like a chill thing like at their apartment my apartment something like that um if we make it to the third date we're doing well <laughs> I would say that um let's see I I feel like I've done pretty well in Paris uh had a lot of dates <laughs> I don't know where to start it's been some messy dates it's been um some really fun dates I guess I could start with the doctor let's talk about the doctor so I had been talking to this guy for a while before I came to Paris and um I didn't like talk to well when I say talking we just have been in contact with each other and uh he would send me like these little paintings on Instagram like he would just like link me pictures throughout the days and uh say something nice to me here and there but we never have like a full-on conversation I thought it was a little odd but I finally said to him I go why don't you talk to me he said I like to talk to people in person and you know what I respected that I was very very attracted to him um he's like 35 he tells me he's a radiologist of course I google the net worth <laughs> That's horrible, <laughs> but I just did. Um, and then I was just curious. I just wanted to see like how successful he was. Um, and he, all his pictures was him like skateboarding and he just looked like this hipster from Brooklyn. I was like, he's a doctor, but he was very attractive. Like the, one of those attractive skater boys is what he looked like. Um, 
And I, when I got here, I was like, so you're not going to ask me out? And he said to me, you know, I'm just busy and I'm tired. He always seemed so grumpy, right? Like, I just, something was off. And um, I was like, well, that's disappointing because uh, I was hoping to meet you. And he's like, okay, well, I'll figure it out. I will ask you out. And I was like, okay. So I just quit talking to him. And then on a Friday... I think it was the first Friday that I was here. I get a text from him and I wasn't going to go out because I think the night before I had drank a lot and I was just was like over it. Well, he contacted me and he was like, um, so can I come see you tonight? I get off at nine. Um, we could have some drinks, whatever. And I was like, sure. So I rushed. I got ready. Um, he shows up at like nine 30, I would say. And he's so cute. Very good looking. And, um, we start having drinks at first. It was a little awkward, but like, I don't know. I have a, I am like, I think I'm a good conversationalist and he was too. He was very like thoughtful. Uh, I think on our third drink, I was like, Oh, do you want another one? And he said to me, Oh, are you trying to get drunk? And I just, it, it didn't dawn on, I've never had a guy say, do you want to get drunk? Like on a date? <laughs> but I was like, okay, yes. And he said, yes, let's do it. Let's get drunk. And he immediately turned into this like different person. Now, after the fact, I'm starting to recognize some of the, uh, I, you'll understand when I explain more. So we're like lit and like, he's chain smoking out of my balcony. We're making out on my balcony. Um, <laughs> and I look at him and it's, and I didn't realize how late it was at this point. And we were so drunk. I said to him, I want to go, I want to get dressed up. I want to go somewhere fancy let's do it. And he goes, yes, absolutely. Go get ready. So I go get ready. And, uh, he's just like so playful and cute. And I was just so having such a good time. We go to this place called hotel Amour, and it wasn't even three blocks away. I made him get an Uber because <laughs> I was wearing my new Gucci heels. And I said, they're going to destroy my feet if I walk all the way there. And they, they did on the way home, by the way. Oh, I, is, I hate this thing because it like counts down to five minutes and then it just stops recording. So I have to do, wait. Okay, there. Um, so we go to this place, we walk in and it's just dark. Uh, it's such a vibe. Everyone in there is beautiful and cool and smoking their little French cigarettes. Um, he gets me some champagne. We go out to the smoking area, which um, I said, I want a skinny French cigarette. And he, he bummed one off somebody and lit it for me. And I just held it. I didn't, I think I tried to like inhale like twice. And then, um, he knocked the cherry off of it cause I wasn't ashing it like an idiot. And the cherry of the cigarette fell between my, I was wearing a skirt. It fell between my legs and literally burnt a hole in the flesh of my thigh between my legs, between my legs, just think about that. And I nearly started crying and, uh, he was really cute and sweet about it. And like, he tried to put his hand between my leg to rub it. And I was like, wait, stop. <laughs> and so, um, he's like, am I going to have to, um, perform, uh, medical services on you? And I was just like, oh, he's a doctor. How cute, how attractive. Okay. Yes. Um, anyway, um, there was this girl and he's, he's like this guy who's, I feel like, he just started talking to everybody and it was just like, you know, those people who just loved attention, you know, but he wasn't like annoying. He was like very cute about it. And this girl walks by and I, I could see that they knew each other and he tried to say hello to her. She shoves her hand 
an inch from his face, like, do not speak to me and just walks on. And I go, what did you do to her? Because immediately I'm thinking you did something to her. Like a girl's not going to react like that unless you did something to her. And I never, I'm not going to blame the guy. I'm going to blame, I'm going to, wait, I'm not going to blame the girl. I know it was him. He did something. And I said, what did you do to her? And he said, I ghosted her. And I was like, so you had sex with her and you ghosted her? And he's like, yes. And I was like, ugh. Well, this is the red flag I was looking for. And she's beautiful, by the way. Um, so we're wasted. The bar closes and we start walking back, but we found like a little bar that was open. We grabbed a beer. And then at this point, this is disgusting, but I took my shoes off because I was like, I can't walk in these shoes. So he literally was wearing my purse, carrying my shoes. And we were walking back to my apartment. When we get back to the apartment, I'm like, I have to get into the shower and wash my feet. So I was in the shower just washing my feet. And when I come out, he's literally at my balcony screaming in French to people walking by. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to buy drugs. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm thinking, what, is he going to get weed? Is he going to get cocaine? Like, what are you doing? Um, he leaves my apartment and I lie down on my couch. And I remember I was, I woke up like, like, have you ever woke up and you just didn't know where you were, who you were, what year it is? That's how I felt. Um, I turned all the lights off and then I went to get in my bed because I'm like, I guess he left and he's in my bed, <laughs> tucked in, sleeping. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So I get in bed with him we go to sleep. And then the next day he sleeps until like two. He sleeps until I get up and start doing stuff. And, um... Anyways, I made him lunch. He, he smoked cigarettes from my window. Uh, we made out a little, and then he left. And uh, he still started sending me those weird paintings again. And I was just like, oh, what is this? What, like, why don't you talk to me like you're a person? Um, I finally said something to him. I go, are you going to ask me out again or what? And he goes, I'm just really depressed. I, all this. And I'm just like, ugh. And I just, you know what? I, I, I'm not doing that here. I'm not dealing with somebody with issues and now I can tell he's he's like bipolar or something is he's completely unmedicated I would say and what was even funnier as um you know how I said you we don't ask men if they're gonna have kids I did ask him that so I'm being a hypocrite but I asked him because I was trying to figure out if he's ever like wanting to be in a relationship and he doesn't know and I said do you want kids he goes I have 10 and I'm like what? And he's like, I donated sperm at my hospital and I'm not supposed to know this, but I know like 10 women have used my sperm to have kids. And I'm like, Oh my God. He's like, yeah, I'm not supposed to know, but they tell me anyway. And he's like, one day I'll try to meet them. And I'm just like, this seems highly <laughs> illegal or something. So that's one date I had. And, um, I don't think I'll ever forget it. I think it was like actually a good experience, even though it's not like a love match. You know what I mean? Okay, so someone asked how to not be alone in Paris. I mean, honestly, you don't want to be alone. You have to, I mean, you have to be a little of a self-starter. And when I mean self-starter, you have some options. Like, you could always get on Hinge or Bumble. I would not recommend Tinder unless you are looking for someone to completely disrespect you. Um, but I think Hinge and Bumble are safe bets. Um, I, I, I think that the guys here are super respectful. Um they're not, they all want to have sex with you. Yes. But like none of them are like, I would say as fuckboyish as 
the boys in New York City by any means. Um, you also have another option. You could try Bumble BFF. Um, I've not done it, <laughs> so don't come at me if it doesn't work out for you. But I've had followers tell me they found their best friends on it. So, like, if you want to meet, like, the same gender as a friend or even maybe not the same gender as a friend, you can do that. But for me personally, I... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to romanticize my life, meet a cute French boy, have some makeout sessions, uh, speak French to each other, <laughs> like drink some champagne off my balcony. Um, that's what I'm looking for. And uh, I've found a couple guys I keep seeing and have been a really nice time. I haven't talked about them because uh, I found that I was making other people jealous. <laughs> so I kind of chilled on that. And um I don't want to, I really did, I made other people jealous, I fucked up real bad the first week I was here, because like, first off, like, it's not like any of these guys are going to be my boyfriend, so if I'm just looking to have, like, a nice experience with somebody, not necessarily have sex, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not, like, having sex with every person I meet here, I'm just saying, like, I'm looking at it more as, like, just, like, even if we're not dating, but I still want an experience to feel, like, I'm meeting someone I could potentially like, and it's happened a couple of times, and then I'm like, okay, you live in New York City, chill out, like, nothing's gonna happen. This is my my cynical side talking, of course, so I don't know. Um, there's a lot I could tell, but, like, the more I, like, let, instead instead of telling you guys instantly what would happen, once I, like, let the the moment pass, I'm like, is it that interesting? I think the, in, the most interesting story I could really tell is right before I came to Paris. Um, there was a guy I was talking to, and I really liked him. I'm gonna be honest. I thought he was such a, like, smart person. Like, he's such a smart guy, uh, polite, um, but he didn't live in New York City. Um, he had been in New York City helping his brother move into his new apartment in Chelsea. And that's how we ended up matching because he was, his Bumble account was bouncing around the city. And we start talking and we just had such a great conversation. He was like a great listener and I almost like a friend. And I, I like guys like that. I want a guy that I can talk to. And, um, I, I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm about to go to Paris in a few weeks. I don't think we should meet. Um, because I just, I know I'm going to be single in Paris and I don't want to like, cause I could tell that he didn't want me being with other men and he didn't want me going on other dates. And I told him, I was like, we kind of have to chill this. Like we should just be friends and talk. And like, I could tell he was uncomfortable with it because I think he like already had like an emotional attachment towards me. And I just, I was like, I can't meet you. And I think we got into an argument about it and I quit talking to him for like a day, maybe two days. And so I just went back on Bumble cause it was the weekend coming up and I was like, oh, I'm bored. I, I, I just kind of want to go out, have a few drinks. Um, nothing crazy. Um, and I matched with this guy and I was like, oh, he's so cute, and he's like, ah, oh, I just moved here from Texas, um, and he's like an investment banker, and he was 6'4", and just attractive, and I was like, yes, we did not talk more than that, okay? We literally made plans for Saturday night, and I almost didn't even go, because um, I, I, he didn't, like, confirm it, you know, like, the night before or something, but he did that day, and so I was like, okay, I'll go, and at this point, I was kind of talking to um, that guy again, like he had reached out 
um, a few days later and we kind of like made up and like we're at least friendly talking, okay? And so, <laughs> uh, but we're, I still was like being like, I don't want to meet you until I get back from Paris. I just think it would be better, you know? And, <laughs> oh God, I think a lot of you know what happened. Um, so I meet this guy at that night and, um, we're having a great time. We're talking and he tells me he's originally from Westchester. And I'm like, what? I know a guy from Westchester, which was the guy I was talking to, right? And I was like, that's interesting. So I kind of made up a lie to see if they were in the same, they both were in the country club there. Yep, he is a member of it. And I'm just like, that's so interesting. At this point, I'm like, they must know each other. So I'm not going to say too much. So I quit talking about it. And then I started telling him about what I'm doing and everything. And then somehow we start arguing. Like we just weren't really, there, something happened. We disagreed on some subject and it was like such a dumb thing. We were both stubborn and just, we, we were not like, it was, it was bad, <laughs> but we still decided to hang out the rest of the night. But I knew that we'd probably never see each other again. Cause like at that moment, so we ended up going back to his apartment to like, uh, drink some more. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Uh, I'm not gonna go into too many details, but, um, the next morning when I woke up, yeah, like we, we made out and everything. Okay. The next morning I woke up and Everything kind of just, I was sitting there thinking about everything. And I'm like, what is, and, and it hit me like a, a, a fucking, like, like a wave. It just hit me all at once. It was his brother. It was his fucking brother. And so I texted him immediately. goes, I, I said, I'm so sorry. And at this point, I thought he already knew. For some reason, I thought that his brother told him. Because I was like, his brother must have known. I, it just all hit me. Like, all the circumstances. And then I remembered his brother was 6'4". And he just came from Austin. And he was an investment banker. And this and that. And he lived in Chelsea. And I'm just sitting there going, oh my god, that's his fucking brother. And then... The reason why I didn't recognize him, because he did show me a picture of him and his brother, but his brother was wearing glasses. And I then remembered the glasses being on his bathroom counter. And it just, everything came to me at once. So I admitted to the guy, I was like, listen, you're going to be mad. You won't believe this, but I went out with your brother last night. He freaks out. When I say freaks out, he starts texting his brother immediately. And he's like, did you go out with a girl who's an influencer named Jess? And he's like, call me right now. Call me right now. Come to find out, because I got off the phone with him. He calls his brother. His brother tells him everything, everything, okay? And he tells him that he knew within 10 minutes it was me because he had shown my picture to him for one. Two, he had told him what I did for a living, all the things about me. And the, the bad thing is, is that he knew within 10 minutes of meeting me who I was and that I was talking to his brother and continued the entire night without saying a word. And I just was like, oh my God, like this is crazy. Like that's just like completely not fair. And so I tried to like calm the other brother down. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry this happened. I had no idea. You can't blame me. But he kept insisting that I knew too. I did not know. I honestly didn't know. And it just, it all came to me the next day. Like I think whenever I wasn't 
well, I think after I was sober, I I realized everything. <laughs> so, um, I told him, I was like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, you know what? The only way to make this up to me is to meet me. And so I was like, dude, I, I, was, I went on a date with your brother like last night, like not even five hours ago. What are you talking about? And he said, the only way that we're going to like have a chance is if you meet, if I meet him and go on a date with him. So... <laughs> Not even 24 hours later, I'm going on a date with the other brother. <laughs> oh, and he was very sweet. And uh, I remember I, 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 I did a live right before it and I told you guys what was going on. I, did, I never like came back and uh, filled in the info of what happened. We went on like three dates. It went so well. When I say so well, like I don't know what happened because as soon as I got to Paris, he ghosted me. I got ghosted and I never have like a guy, usually if a guy, I usually don't get ghosted because I will demand an explanation and I didn't do it this time because you know what I'm like, I'm in Paris. Uh, let me, okay, I don't know what I was talking about at this point. Uh, I think I was talking about, um, oh, the brothers. Oh, I mean, it sucks, but like I let it go because I'm like, I'm in Paris. He probably just... He, he was already jealous, so, like, I just have a feeling, like, it was going so well. Like, I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I'm going to, I don't know. Maybe we'll see, like, when I get back to the United States, like, something changes. But, like, I'm kind of over it now. Like, so I don't think I would open that can of worms again. <laughs> to be completely honest, I don't appreciate being ghosted. Like, most of the time, uh, I have pretty good breakups I would say I usually do so and it's not really a breakup but it was an interesting uh experience I think and uh, I'll never forget it um so uh a lot of people are asking me like what are the differences between dating in New York City and Paris and I'm gonna say one of the biggest is the accent <laughs> and the other the other things are I think they're more polite here, or maybe they're being more polite to me because I'm American. I don't know. Uh, I think, and you know what's so funny? I had two of them call me exotic to them. I'm like, American, exotic, what? And they're like, not exotic, but you're just different. So it's like new for me. And I get that. Like I get um, going on a date with someone who's not grown up with the same things that you know and everything. It could be different. Um... I don't know. Another question I, I got here. Let's see. Let's see. Well, about the men. Like, they're really good about, like, sending, like, after-the-date messages. Like, um, do you guys remember when I was doing the live and I got a text from the guy who just left? And uh, he actually called me last night and we went out. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's, like, one of the most sweet and I, I'm almost like you're lying he's just he keeps telling me how gorgeous I am and this and that and I'm like you're, you're lying right like what and like just to the point where I don't believe him like I don't understand like is he lying but he like is so he seems so genuine he's so hot he's and he has a twin you guys he has a, here's what's so funny you're not gonna believe it I matched with his twin too he lives with his twin he works with his twin and they're both gorgeous I matched with both of them twice because I matched with them in December as well and um I met one of them I'm not gonna meet the other one I'm gonna not date brothers again. but um I'm gonna see him this weekend so it'll be our third date I'm excited 
when I say he's beautiful, like, I want to show you guys him so bad. Um, yeah, maybe I'll talk him into letting me. So maybe I'm going to talk him into letting me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk him into letting me take a picture of him. He's so beautiful. Um, I just want to get consent. I don't want to just post uh, men on my stories without their consent. I just think that that's wrong. Like, they know what I do for a living. And I think that um, you have to want to allow that, I would say. So I'm respectful of consent. Um, what else? <laughs> Oh, he's so cute. Now that I'm thinking, oh, he makes me like, I have like butterflies. I never get butterflies over guys anymore. Like I'm fucking jaded. That's the problem. I'm so jaded by like dating. Um, you can find hot men everywhere where I've been. Like there, there's very beautiful men in these big cities, but they know they're beautiful and they have the upper hand to some extent. I'm going to be honest. And, uh, <laughs> I have to be a little bit more selective because I, I don't know. I'm not doing something right. I'm going to tell you that. I'm not doing something right. And I've got to figure it out. Like, I wonder if my personality is just too strong. But do I really want a, a man who can't take a strong personality? Not really. All right. Someone asked about the different beauty standards um, between Paris and the U.S. Um, I would say that I think the women here come off. I'm not saying that this is across the board because generalizations are always generalizations, but I would say the women here mostly come off very chic, um, effortless, uh, sophisticated. And there's a lot of women like that in New York City too that give the same vibes. Uh, very minimal makeup. Uh, hair is very minimal. Uh, it's not fussy. Nothing's fussy here, I would say. There's not, I wear a lot of makeup compared to women here. And uh, I'm okay being myself. And I've had a guy or two tell me they like, they want to see me with less makeup. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't wear it for you. Like I want to look, look a certain way. So I do find it a little disrespectful when, um, you know, like you go online and you see like TikToks of women doing a certain style of makeup and then just people criticizing underneath. And I'm just like, shut up. There's so many different styles of makeup. This one's just not for you. You don't have to tell her this is not for me. Okay. She doesn't care. So I hate when people make commentary when it, it does nothing to be useful. It just is there to kind of bring someone else down, you know, and I get, can't stand that shit. So... I had once one girl tell me my makeup was very pretty. It looked like 2016 Kim Kardashian. I was like, bitch, you know that was an insult. That was an insult. And I I felt, and I, I'm mad at myself because I didn't need to explain myself. But I was like, listen, I know my eye shape. I know what look I'm going for. I have hooded eyes. I have to wear smoky eyes for them to pop. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a tired mess. And I hate that I, I defended myself. I shouldn't have done that. Fuck her. Anyway, if you're the one who said that to me, fuck you. Anyway, um, but the beauty standards are basically minimal makeup, chic, effortless um, for, the, for the generalization. I don't think I've seen a woman here who was French wearing quite a bit of makeup. The most you'll see is like a mascara eye, some very um, manicured eyebrows, and a lip. Like, uh... You don't see as much smoky eyes, I would say. Um, the hair is also very effortless. Um, the clothing style, um, they're very much into the, like, wearing white shoes in the summer. Um, everyone wears white sneakers. Um, 
a lot of blazers with like slacks. Um, you don't see a lot of black. Like, yes, they wear black pieces, but you don't see people dress in all black as you would see in New York City, which is how I thrive. I love wearing all black. I love all black because even if it's not expensive, you can make it look expensive. Do you know what I mean? Uh, something that's solid black and a nice fabric can easily look chic and like you spent a lot more money on it than you probably did. And especially adding nice accessories with it, that's how you complete like those type of looks kind of on a budget. Like you don't need to be head to toe fucking Chanel. Like you can have a Chanel bag and a really nice black frock frog <laughs> and you can look more expensive than your outfit really is or something I'm not saying that you need a Chanel bag I'm just giving an example if you did have one you were blessed to have one that's a way um what else I mean the men here really still do wear like skinny jeans I would say which I'm not mad at. I think that fitted jeans look better than baggy jeans except for those women who can pull off those like boyfriend jeans. I could never, I don't have long legs. I, I, I can never do that. Like that, you have to have a certain body type to like really pull that off in my opinion. Um, what else? Like a lot of scarves. I can't believe how many people wear scarves here and sweaters still. Like I, I'm just, I'm hot looking at most of the people here still. Like I want to wear less clothes, but everybody like still dresses pretty like light jacket wear type vibes. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for it to get hot because I haven't seen anyone wearing a lot of summer clothes yet. It still seems like sweater weather. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting to see some summer wear. I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to maybe see how the Parisians do their summer wear. And I told them, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to like just wait for you to come to my apartment after you go have fun and I go the polite thing to do would to be at least invite me with you since you invited your friends on a date didn't warn me um I just I was like this is rude and I was like you know what say what you will about New York City boys they would never do this to me and I mean he looked like I punched him in his fucking nuts like he was looking like a little boy who was upset and I was just like why are you acting upset and he's like well I don't want you to be upset with me I was like well then you've already done the damage like even if you tried to like say okay I'll stay with you I wouldn't want you to <laughs> at this point um so he did give me back he he gives me my lighter back and he goes well the least I could do is give you this you know to make you happy I go that's mine I go you're not doing anything by giving me back my property <laughs> and I just I kept being mean <laughs> I don't feel like I was mean though I think I think I was just spitting facts maybe I'm just too direct um I don't know. You guys tell me, am I wrong for this? Like if you guys would, how would you act? He's tried to, uh, make amends, but I'm over it. I don't care anymore. On to the next. Somebody asked me about my life. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> what? I don't remember. I was drunk. Let's just pretend like we all forgot that. Um, someone also asked about friendship stuff. Been curious about it. After you talked about the girl on your TikTok live, I have no idea what I said. You guys, I'm banning myself from doing lives while I'm here, at least when I'm drunk. I did have fun, however, doing my little food reviews, which I think that that's surprisingly one of the like funnest things I've been doing like differently content-wise is uh, 
just trying to like show you guys like the fun things that I find fun in Paris, like the food wise. And um, I know I'm not the only one who's super interested in like food from other places. So I hope you're enjoying it. Um, <clears throat> I, I do like um, shopping here. I think uh, I had a lot of questions about health and the food here. And I had one question about like, um, a girl saying that there's a stereotype that you can come here and eat anything you want and not gain weight. Well, I don't like talking about diet and things like that because I feel like, um, people feel different ways about it. I do feel like, um, maybe the reason people don't gain weight when they come here is probably because they're used to driving in cars. And when you come here, you're walking all the time and, uh, you're getting a lot of exercise. So I'm assuming that, People who say they come to Paris and can eat anything they want is because they just are getting a lot more exercise than normally, um, especially if they come from a place. If they're not coming from New York City or a place where they're taking Metro often, you're just coming into a lot more physical activity. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Um, what else? Looking at the questions. Hmm. How to deal with being ghosted after a serious relationship I mean honestly you guys uh when you get ghosted like I know it sucks it hurts and I'm being a little um flippant when I'm like move on you but you have to you have to like you're just gonna have to like deal with emotions go through the emotions deal with what you need to give yourself a day or two but then you pick yourself up and you have to move on if you allow yourself to dwell in um just grief you can lose yourself in it and it could be after you know it a month has gone by and you're just dwelling in this like physical emotional pain you are going to have to learn to um and this comes from someone who I feel like I it's dating is tough in New York City I'm just gonna be honest and like you get let on a lot and um it's disappointment all the time and I've had to learn to let shit go so quickly. Um, but with my serious relationships, I've always stated them to the point that I am over them before we break up, if that makes sense. Or we've officially moved away from each other or something. So, like, um, try not to do that. But that's one option if you stay in it so long that you literally get over them by the time you're out of the relationship, you're, you're, you're good to go. Usually. Um, the thing is, is that, uh, being led on is never fun and it happens and, uh, you use it as a learning tool and you try to avoid that in the future and you add it to the list of things that you will no longer allow a man do to you. Um, and you see the red flags, you have to start paying attention to them and setting your boundaries because, um, so many times we'll walk into the arms of a walking red flag, knowing better, and then get so surprised that they fuck us over. Uh, don't allow yourself to have, have that happen again. Um, learn from your mistakes. Um, but also, people are, you know, no one's perfect either. Um, so sometimes people are flawed. And um, I don't know. It's just up to you to decide to be happy and uh, move on. And I, I hope this is helpful. I don't ever want my advice to be unhelpful, of course, but I'm more of a realist now just because I've dealt with so many, like, disappointments, to be completely honest, and uh, I've, I've even considered, like, do I just move out of New York City to find, like, 
a fucking husband? Do I want a husband? I'm to that point. I don't think I even want that right now. And I, I feel like people always ask me these questions because they feel like I'm running out of time to get it. And I find that to be disheartening and I don't want that to be my reality. So I don't even know if I want to talk about it, but here's some of like the way I feel, you know? Okay, um, are you feeling ecstatic, artistically in inspired by being in Paris uh, or being by being somewhere different? Yes, I'm feeling more inspired on making content that uh, I think may be interesting to especially Americans um, because I feel like I could make a lot of content around New York City like this, but I really like it being new to me as well. Um, so I'm discovering places here. Um, I, I, there are p at points like, yes, it gets kind of lonely. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I love being alone, but I'm not alone that much. Like I probably go on a date every night, if not every other night. Like, um, I stay busy meeting people, but during the daytime, I do love running errands, but I don't, I kind of like having dinner or lunch with somebody, but then I, there's times where I'm like, yeah, I just want to eat quickly, get a, a cute picture and then run. So it just depends on my mood. Like, oh, this would be nice to have lunch with somebody. Like, um, I feel like if I really wanted that, I could. I know that I can meet up with any of my followers and do that, which I think I'm going to try. And I think my um, stay is being extended by a week. So I'm going to try to do that. Um, the one thing that I'm really trying to plan for is to Versailles, which I think is going to be similar to the Louvre. I think it's in my head a bigger ordeal than it might it might be, but it's outside of Paris, so I have to deal with the traveling and stuff like that there. Uh, but I really want to go. I really want to make content about Marie Antoinette. I'm obsessed with her. I love Sophia's Cop Sophia Coppola's movie on her. I just think it's, I mean, of course it's an artistic version of it, but I just love it. And so I'm, and they filmed it there. So, um, I'm excited to do that. And I want to look for her perfume, which I'm doing some research and I don't know if it's like her actual scent or if it's like just a gift shop scent that they've, um, created an inspiration for her. But somebody sent me a perfume and said that this was supposedly her perfume and I lost it. So if you're the person who sent me it, please send it to me again. Um, what else? Uh, my candle is coming out soon. It might be in free people. I don't know. It's in the talk. So that would be cool. Um, what other, oh, I still have my perfume kit available. You guys, if you haven't tried it, please try it. It's a link in my bio. I'd love for you guys to experience the perfumes that I curated for this kit. And like, I've not talked about all of them because I wanted to, I knew we ordered so many um, units that it would take some time to sell them. So I still need to talk about all the perfumes that came in my kit and I'm going to. I just think it will probably come when I get back to New York City because I'm still constantly making Paris content while I'm here. And I told everybody that I was working with when I came, I was like, you're going to have to like take a back seat for a month, you know, because I'm going to be like on a different time zone and I'm going to be making Paris content and living my life. Um, one thing people probably don't understand about being a content creator is you're constantly working, whether it sounds like it's work or not. Um, imagine making a bunch of artistic, aesthetically pleasing stories and engaging every day. Like it just, it, it gets draining, um, especially creatively. Like it, it gets hard to constantly be coming up with concepts. And I don't, maybe I should make it easier on myself and like 
start looking for different inspiration. That is why I'm starting to post more food content though, because I'm interested in stuff like that. So trying to expand it. And I love it when you guys support me. So my content does well. So just a little like and a comment goes a long ways for me. Um, also, uh, I have had one viral video. Uh, the guys across the street, they're so sweet. I met them all. Uh, they're really happy that that video went viral. It gave their, um, I think it has a million views right now. It gave their restaurant a lot of um, attention and uh, they thanked me for it. And a lot, you know, I got some stupid comments on that though. Like there was people being like, oh, there's no privacy anymore. Like, ugh. like first off, let's just, the intent behind that video was not to be intrusive by any means. It was literally an, a sweet moment. And I feel like when you see sweet moments in life now, like you should share them. Um, there is no like, and then some guy even said, if this was females or if this was all girls and a guy did this and I go, first off, you're gross. Why? Like, I'm not sexualizing these men. Like, that's not what I did. Hold on. Like, I just found it absurd that he like made the comparison like that I was somehow sexualizing them at all. No, I literally said that this is sweet. This is wholesome. Um, I've worked in a lot of restaurants when I was younger in the U.S. We never had like family meals. We did, however, have to pay for our own meals and eat them in the corner uh, in between whatever time you could possibly eat. So like it was just a different thing I saw and I really enjoyed it. And I've heard of restaurants having family meals, but like I've seen it in movies. I think I saw it in um, what is that movie <laughs> about the restaurant? Is it No Reservations? It might be. And they had like the family meals. And that's how I learned that those even existed. So like when I saw it and they did it every single day, I was like, I have to show my followers this. And uh, you know what? I don't, no regrets. I don't find, I don't think it was intrusive. And they thanked me for it. And I did say, if you find it intrusive, I'll take it down. They said, absolutely not. And in fact, somebody had shown it to them by the time I even went over there. They already knew, like the chef commented on it and said he loved it so much. So I'm not going to justify myself. I don't know. I think I, um, I don't know. I'm trying to read all these. Oh, someone said, what are the not so nice things about Paris? It can't be that perfect. Well, of course it's not perfect. It's a city. <laughs> um, well, first off, the city was designed to be aesthetically pleasing. I believe Napoleon is the, the person who there was obviously this designer I forget his name it was designed like this on purpose it was supposed to be an aesthetically charming city and they really pulled it off um you know I haven't seen I would compare it to any big city you have your pro your problems of course um is it expensive I think it can be a little expensive but maybe not as expensive in New York City it depends um well no it can be expensive. I would say it's comparable to New York City. So I'm kind of used to the prices. Like, what did I do? There's a place called uh, Big Fernand, and I think I posted it in my stories like the first week. It was like a, this burger place. Such a good burger. But the burger was literally, um, I think, 18 euros. It, it, was, it was so expensive. And I, just for the burger alone. Nothing else. And I don't even think in New York City, unless you went to like, a very nice restaurant would they charge you 18 euro 
18 and it's like $20, $20 for a burger with nothing else. No drink, no fries. I'm kind of shocked about that. And the burger was not like a lot of meat. It was just like a very, very like thin slice of beef, thin slice. <laughs> it was a skinny burger. It wasn't even thick. Oh. Um, what else? Let me think. Every, if you order beef, by the way, it's probably going to be rare here. Um, I was a little surprised. Um, I did have a really, I did try um, La Office. I'm saying it wrong. I'm not doing it with a French accent, obviously. Um, and I told everybody in my stories I loved, like, their um, beef wellington. I did, but I was surprised at how rare the, the beef was. But I still ate it. I, I I don't mind it. I'm from the South. I can eat a medium rare rare steak every now and then. Um, what else? Um, I think the Uber drivers are kind of dicks here. <laughs> They kind of just drop you off in the general vicinity. They're not going to go around the block and drop you off in front of your apartment. They're going to, like, drop you off at the closest, like, corner. Um, or if there's, like, uh, roads blocked off, they're just dropping you off and you have to walk a couple of blocks. Um, which, I mean, that's fair, I guess. But, I don't know. It's happened, like, three times now. So, I'm just like, what? Um, I am kind of over shopping. Like, I feel like... Ugh, I feel like I'm drained of shopping so much. Like I thought it was going to be so much fun, but now I'm feeling like panicky because I'm like, why am I spending this much money? Like, I don't feel like I should spend this much money. I'm, I'm like, uh, regret, I regret the Gucci bag. I wish I had bought the YSL bag and not the Gucci bag. How I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. You guys think about your purchases because you could have buyer's remorse like me. Do I love that Gucci bag? Yes. Did I need it? No. And I, I want you guys to start thinking. Of, don't be. I'm impulsive. I have. I'm impulsive. Okay. Don't be like me. Okay. I'm starting to bore myself with my own voice, and uh, I think I told you guys a lot. And they, there's more I could tell you, but you know what? Let's let's wait. Let's save it for the next podcast. <laughs> I don't also like. I know a lot of you guys want me to overshare, like with boys and stuff. I. I like telling the, mm, I'm never going to be that podcast, I think, where I'm just like telling you everything where I talk about sex and things like that. I don't think I feel comfortable with that. Um, so if that's what you're looking for from me, I apologize. I just, I'm still a little old school. Like I don't feel that comfortable <laughs> talking about my sex life. I do feel okay talking about dating. Um, you can fill in the blanks where you feel appropriate, whatever you think I've done or did, whatever. I don't care what you think about that. Um, so I know a lot of you guys ask me like sexual questions. I just don't, you know what, what if my mom listens to this? I'm just, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Um, what else? She, she thought that my YSL condom video was, uh, I did say to her, I go, well, mom, um, I know this went viral and it's a little embarrassing, but um, I'm, at least I'm talking about safe sex. And you know what? She agreed. So, <laughs> and I do come from like the South and like, you know, my mom and grandmother and my aunts and uncles, they all follow me. So I do try to like block them from stuff if I, you know, remember though, because I don't really want them watching my stories all the time. Um, anyway what else? I'm, I'm kind of deliriously tired now and I need to work. So I'm going to end this, uh, you guys, thanks for following me on all my socials.
And uh, I don't have much to say. I like when you guys send me feedback. If there's anything you liked about this podcast, didn't like about it, let me know. Anything I can do better? Because I know that I don't listen to podcasts, so I don't know if I'm doing it right. But I think I'm doing it right. (laughs) All right. Bye.